Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Del. I'm here with Kareem Manuel, CEO and founder of We and Artist Manager. Mm -hmm. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Chilling, chilling. And we're here with, of course, Andy Minio. This podcast is called A Work in Progress. This is how we trick this man, essentially, to put out a whole bunch of unreleased records that he either didn't want to put out or did not see the light of day commercially for one reason or another. And today we're talking about a track called Reflections. Which is out now. Which is out now. You can listen to it right now, finally. And this, how old is this track? Like, when, when did you make it? And in 2015? It was like right around election time. Oh, yeah. We're going on, on about three, three years and a half, three yeah. and a half years. Yeah, it's chilling. Talk to us about this record, man. Um, what happened with this record? So I made it. Basically, it was just a venting record. Um, it started off just walking through New York and starts off with, I'm probably the king of overthinking. Mm -hmm. There's always pitfalls, but there's always opportunities I'm missing. Man, I'm scared to make a bad decision because you live with them. They eat your food, then leave you with the dishes. And it's just talking about the fears that I have as a, as a creative, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and just like a stream of thoughts. And right around at that time, I think it's 2015, 2016, man, we were seeing, I think at that time, probably one black kid or man being murdered by police like every week, it felt like. There was a period of time where it was like, oh, another viral video of somebody running away getting shot by a cop. Um, just even the, the videos of Philando, like, just bleeding out, you know, in his car. Like, these are very traumatic images that were just hitting, hitting one after another. Um, that's why I see the Savior when I look at Mr. Sterling. Like, there was a lyric that I put in that song, too. There was uh, uh, the man Sterling who got choked out in, I think it was Staten Island? No, that was... Um, who am I thinking of? Eric Garner. Eric Garner, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, Eric Garner got choked out and stand out. See, there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, so many names are yep. coming to Just mind. Bow, it's like, bow, bow, I bow. can't even piece them all together. That's uh -huh. so crazy. Um, and I was seeing all these images, and I was seeing such a lack of response from, um, in a lot of ways, uh, the Christian church. And... I just remember being so shocked and so hurt and so many of my friends, you know, don't look like me. And I remember just having conversations with them and it just felt like this weird moment in 2015, 2016, especially around the election that there was like this veil being removed to show the things that had been there all this time, but that they were having this really intense moment of being very forthright. Hmm. And, um, you know, so in these reflections, I'm talking about stuff like what I say, um, People killed like animals on video. People stay quiet. Animals killed on video and people start a riot. Yep. Like I remember there was like right at that time, uh, another man had gotten killed and people weren't saying anything. Like, Wait for the facts to come out. And then uh, like a week later, like really a, a gorilla mm -hmm. got killed. And I literally it was like the, it was the apocalypse <laughs> for 
uh, you know, what was happening in the media. And I was just like, is this not backwards? This is great. Not to say that animals don't have value. I'm just saying, what's going on here? On you, kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> say what? You don't want PETA on you. Right? I don't want PETA on my head. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I feel you, though. you know, it was just a very tense time. And I don't think things have been the same since for a lot of people. That's what, you know, my, my latest projects, the, the arrow and the sword where I tackle anxiety, depression, doubt, doubt of God, doubt of my faith, doubt of the things that I had learned. I'd come to this moment where, um, the people that I had looked up to and who had given me so much information about God, I started to realize, wait, if y'all are super inactive around these things, um, these issues and these real things happening in our world and have very little to say or to do with it and also are very active in the election of the current president, that 81% of people who call themselves Christians in America voted for Donald Trump. And will again. Huh? And will again. And, and will again mm-hmm. uh, in, what's the 2020 election? Yeah. There was just like a, whoa, hold up. What's going on here? And a, it was a confusion yeah. and, a, and a jolt to my understanding of things. And that's what made me start going, wait, if you are people that I've learned from yet don't have any insight in these areas, I need to question what I've learned from you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that sent me into a, down a rabbit hole. So, <laughs> well, you, you this just is, heard the record and, and we were asking you to like, hold your thoughts until we started. Yeah, so like, yeah. what, what were some of like the initial and, impressions? And also Kareem, maybe you need to just do like a small introduction too of maybe who you are and to give some context too. I don't know uh, if that helps. I guess, you know, I'm Kareem Manuel. I don't, I'll talk to y'all. They'll figure out the camera angles. Um, uh, let's see. You, have, really, I, like you can talk about maybe we that would be a good yeah, introduction so the we too. society came around the same time it was the same philosophy and process really it was like uh I, we're um we're a brand a lifestyle brand that believes we are the ones that we're waiting for that there's a lot of change we need to see in the world there's a lot of uh love and empathy that needs to happen and I felt and still feel like we keep waiting for some other time or some other people. Like people can see what's going on, but it's like, well, somebody smarter needs to solve that problem or a politician or a preacher or, and it's like, no, it's us every day in our everyday lives being a little bit wiser, a little bit better, a little bit more compassionate. Um, and that's how we change the world. And so we make products and apparel that, that does that. But we as a brand is bigger than that. And my dream is to be, you know, um, like a socially conscious rock nation is how I say it right now. For hmm. so I, I manage a few artists under the uh, under that under the We Society and um, where we are right now. I find out tomorrow if we're gonna have a store here uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Like, it, this Congrats, building. bro. This um, building. Mm-hmm. Like the rose, the rose is. If you walk outside, it's like they're doing all this construction. One of those is going to be a We Society store. Wow! Um, so we're going to use it as event space and place to just kind of mm. be a light to the city and see how close it is to the uh, to the stadium yeah. and everything. So yeah. Uh, we gonna have some We Soccer jerseys. Oh, you already know soccer jerseys coming. We got socks. We got all types of stuff. But it came. It came out of the same the same concept uh, and the, the same time. Uh, when Donald Trump came down the escalator and said he was running for president, uh, Ashley looks at me and she goes, he's the next president. Your wife said this yeah, to you. like right away. Uh, and I looked at her and I'm like, there's no way. And she looked at me and said, Kareem, where have you been living? This is America. She said, your friends are going to vote him in. 
And I was crushed because she was 100% right. And it was Who like, were your friends? She just meant like evangelicals, like the, the circles I ran in, the stuff I had built, the things I was a part of. Like they would, mm. they would put their self-interest of power um, and it would supersede everything else. And I wanted so bad to be like, no way. There's no, because of what he was saying and what he represented. It was like, nah, not... Not this person, not this organization, not, you know, the people I've known 10, 15 years. And she was like, she just looked at me kind of like sad, like pity almost like you don't be naive. And the organization I was working with at the time, uh, I had to do a couple of trainings, like some racial reconciliation trainings or something like that. And I saw she was 100 percent right. Like it was like it was I was embarrassed. Um about it. And so I started we kind of as a way to say, how can I put something in the world that would not sugarcoat or run from the issues, but also be a place where people could come together, um, especially people who look like me to say, like, I don't stand for this, but I also fight back in a different way than um, the tools you're using. So all of that to say that's how we started. And and. The record, you know, you just played for me. I feel a lot of thoughts, and I don't know if we can get to them all in the time we have. Sure. Uh, one, I think, so initially, like right away, I'm like, it's a, it's perfect mood. It's like, it's just like, because there's a angst or a, I don't want to use the word rage, but it incites a rage in me as I'm listening to it. But you deliver it so calm, which is sadly how I feel like I have to exist if I'm going to live well mm. in this society. Like I have to, in Exodus chapter two, when Moses comes out of uh, Pharaoh's home, for whatever reason that day, he just can't take it anymore. It says he looks around at the burdens placed on his people. Uh, and he looks this way and he looks that way. And he sees an Egyptian beating the Hebrew man, you know, as a slave. And he goes over and he murders him. And I tell people like, that's the rage that we feel. Uh, it's like, you're so angry, you could kill someone. I say, like, there are black men who changed their name when they realized how wild this was. Like, forget this, I'm Malcolm X now. I'm Muhammad Ali. Like, I'm not even going to be associated with this, like, American name Kareem anymore. Yeah. I'm Kareem Ali because my father, like, his name was Raheem mm. growing up in New York. I was like, you're not going to have a, a Eurocentric name. Um, so there's this rage you feel, but then the next thing that happens when he acts out that rage and kills somebody, the next day he tries to talk to his boys. It's like, why are y'all fighting each other? Y'all are both Hebrew. And they're like, didn't you kill somebody? Like, how are you going to tell us? And it's like his moral ground was gone, and he had to live in the wilderness for 40 years. And mm. so I just love the all that to say in the track, the way you kind of you express these very hard, painful things that I remember like yesterday, but in a way that doesn't incite um, me flipping over a table, as it were, on the outside, but it still clearly expresses the rage I feel or the confusion, the chaos I would even use, like just what is happening yeah. on the inside. And I think that's really important because that ha I mean, that's happened to millions of people across this country in the last couple of years with no no place to settle down and say, where am I safe to even express this idea uh, without it being a, a Facebook war? Um, you know, I mean, people, people couldn't have Thanksgiving dinner as a family after the election. It was like, 
it was people like lines were drawn in the sand. It felt like, um, and so just to hear you express with poise, as they call it, like a quarterback has poise in the pocket, mm. all this stuff. I think that's I, nothing else. That's incredible. Because if it was, if it was me, I guess it would have been a rage, a rager record, a Travis Scott mm. type thing. But all I like right. the, I like the. Here's my thoughts. Here's the inner, inner parts of my mind. Here's some very painful and deep things I'm thinking about. And now you just sit and wrestle with it. And I think you even say, like, you don't say it this way, but you can't hear what you don't reveal. If we don't acknowledge the past, we can't progress. Right. I think doing it in that way allows people to actually process the information and the past without, a, without being able to default to an emotional response and not have to deal with what they feel. Sure. Because they're just, you know, flailing out. Yeah. Thank you, no, by no, the bro. way. It was good. I think that's a really good point. Um, honestly, until you brought it up now, I had never really captured that uh, aspect of the record because uh, even the line you're saying, make, make America great again, I'm like, which version? We talking pre-slavery or post, right? Yeah, yeah pre-slavery or post. Talking about before or after women could vote. I'm talking about this land before or after we stole it. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. I think it really underlines like a lot of the... Um, I think a lot, just a lot of the hurt that people feel, man. You almost feel like lost in this record. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we shot a video that we never put out that it was just you like kind of like walking around New York City and um, a lot of stuff we never put out. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And uh, I think that, I, I think it's it's true because it's a very pensive record, but it's it's really thinking about a lot of things that are hurtful to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you're just more trying to find answers than I think just being. Yeah. Enraged. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and it's weird because with, with something like this, and, and this was like three years ago, so my thoughts even on this stuff have developed even further. And yeah. I was like, my lyric content would have been even yeah. more different now yeah. if I wrote yeah. that. And more, um, you know, nuanced. Uh, but, well, you know. Say that line from there. Did they do you want so in there, which came out on the sword, it's like this post verse thing where I say, uh, did eighty one percent of the people I call my brethren put an elephant in the room and say it was heaven sent? Mm -hmm. I don't know what Bible you read and what God you believe in, but that don't sound like reason. It sound like you sleeping, so I'm leaving. Uh, this my last supper. Who treating? Take a stand for the knee, and your Nike still creasing. And it was like there was a lot yeah. in there, but we talked about that elephant line. Did you put an elephant in the room and say it was heaven sent? And I, you know, we talked about the double entendre of elephant. Don't being break it the, down, man. Just have people don't even ask you how. <laughs> don't even <laughs> ask me how. <laughs> so tell just Quad. people double entendre. Yeah, don't yeah. even ask me how. But we and were talking about all that, and um, yeah, I think that might have been a more poetic way for me to say even some of those things. But mm. you know, a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it's good to just have the visceral the raw thought. Yeah, just like this is what I feel. Like I say, I say all the time, like the like the Bible as a collection of writings. Like these were people, you know. Like even with Black History, what what this time did for me and making me realize like. Dr. King, Malcolm X, like Rosa Parks, that these are not these are not pieces of information. These were human beings that had real feels and feelings. They walked mm. around probably thinking the exact same thing. Dr. King writes, I fear I have integrated my people into a burning house. Like though my life's work up until that point, I he probably thought he was gonna live longer than he did by the time. But at the, up until that point, his life's work was one thing. And then he's looking because of the stuff that was happening. And like you said at the beginning of this conversation, the veil being removed from his eyes and going, oh, 
I fear I have made the wrong choices. I'm I'm scared of making the wrong decisions because you live with them. Like I have, I got a Nobel Peace Prize for this work, mm. and now I feel like I brought my people to a, a place that's even worse than where we were before. And so all wow. that to say, like even I look at the the Bible not just uh, as a spiritual thing, but it's like it's a political document. These are people who are looking for a nation to be home to. And so when David writes the Psalms, it's like I would imagine sometimes he just and he's just writing like you know yeah. like there's not a lot of uh poetic device needed when he's like man crush them like he's just i'm mad you know they just whip my ass in this battle you know um and i think we need i think we need that to be human to be free to just express especially because the stuff that people were saying and believing and showing us like i remember when tommy nelson the day trump won that sunday like he stood up and in his sermon was like, my grandchildren won today. Um, like the, the way he, the forward thinking he has of what it meant to put Trump in and how it's going to be a benefit to his seed moving forward. It's like, I just love, it's like, no, I don't have to be all cute and poetic. It's like, I am, I am distraught at the fact that we care more that this gorilla was murdered you know, because a kid fell in the thing and it's like, okay. Man. But then you see an actual human being sitting with his girl and his daughter and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. There's no PETA for that. There's, right. there's no, what, if I said something negative about a Jewish person, yeah. we call it anti-Semitic. If I said something negative about uh, uh, somebody from the LGBTQ community, like there's a term Homophobic. for that. Yeah. Or, what is yeah. a term for saying something bad about me? Racist American. That's it. It's just like there's no, there's 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 nothing. There's no like because we're not even considered a nation. I'm just black. Uh, right. I'm not really considered American because I don't. Yeah, and at least it's how I feel. And so I just I'm saying all that to say I like this because of the truthfulness. Like it isn't. Yeah. I mean it's it's bars, but it's uh it's just here. This is my this is my heart. This is my thoughts. Yeah. And I feel like you when you read the scripture, you see that a lot more often than we see like. You know? Yeah. And I, so I, I want to also like interject something into this conversation. One, I would say if you're watching or you're listening right now, and if you are particularly white, heterosexual, Christian, um, and some of this conversation might feel um, awkward or maybe might not even make a lot of sense in some ways, I would encourage you to push through and to listen to people from different perspectives. Um for sure, because I think we're a better and stronger people when we take the time to be humble and listen um, and to to understand perspectives, especially from our brothers and sisters. You know, when, when Jesus says the Lord's Prayer, he starts out with the word our father, our, us, collectively, we. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's a plurality in that and a, and a <laughs> plugs uh, that's needed, man. Um, yeah. And, and two, yeah. I also want to say this. Go on is I think what I would love to get into is this. The election happening Mm -hmm. sent a strong riff through the world, (laughs) right? And particularly what I think there's some conversation needs to happen around because I don't think there's much of it happening in a, and, and I could be wrong, but what that meant for, uh, black Christians. Yeah what that meant for them and where their journey has taken them since then, or people who cared about um, the progression of, you know what I'm saying, uh, black lives and like minorities and equality. I think 
that had caused such a riff in me and even with so many people around me, I think it did something to people's faith. I made it, I think it made them feel like they were homeless, spiritually mm-hmm. homeless. Cause the people that they saw as their brothers and sisters, they started to realize maybe we're not on the same page about a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's caused a chasm and, and the splintering and a lot of people just punting their faith altogether, mm-hmm. um, to people just saying, that's just a white person's religion mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What's going on? It's Andy Minio and Delgis Mustafa at the Work in Progress podcast. We're taking a second to give a shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> Samaritan Ministries. All right. Who wants to talk about health care, kids? Oh, health care's the best. All right. Listen, nobody wants to talk about health care, but the reality is it's part of life. You're going to break something. You're going to hurt something. Something bad's going to happen. You got to make sure that you're taken care of. All right. If you're 14, you live at your mom's house. You're probably fine. But for the rest of us, listen, we all need to figure out how we're going to do this. Here's what happened. I'm a rapper. I'm a hip-hop artist. You know, I don't work for a big company or corporation that rolls me into some big healthcare plan and takes care of me if anything bad happens, all right? I'm on my own. Or I pay some insane amount of money to these, uh, you know, insurance companies, which I've done for years for, like, catastrophic insurance. Basically meaning if I break every bone in my body, they're like, all right, we'll consider helping. And even then, you got to have fallen off a roof. It's insane. So here's what we did. Me and my wife, we were looking for other options to make sure we could have a, a, a different kind of health care. And we found Samaritan Ministries. Now, the guy who was giving me the information about this place you know, he was coming after me for like a year. He's like, hey, man, I think this is a good option for you. You're self-employed. And I was like, nah, you're weird. Get away from me. I ducked him for like a year. But when I started looking into actually what it was, I was like, yo, this is actually forward thinking and really interesting. So here, here's what it is. Essentially, it's not insurance. It's a different kind of health care. And, and what it does is Christians every month send directly to each other as there's a medical need. Now, the reason why this works is because there's 80,000 plus households and growing who are participating in this so it becomes a network and so instead of giving your money to some random company you don't know and you don't know what they're doing with it and then when you get hurt you don't know if someone's actually going to cover your thing because it's all these stipulations blah 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 no it's just this community of people who's saying as there's a need we're gonna give so most months you know you're not you don't have a need so you're giving directly to people who do have it but when it's your turn you have a need people give directly to you they stay directly connected they send you the money that you need and they also you know it's a little more personal people could pray for you they can send a card of encouragement it's actually really cool i i think it's incredible me and my wife use it and uh you know i've got injured playing basketball and doing different things and i've used it and they came through in the clutch so i've already seen it firsthand now listen Again, like I said, it's not for everybody, but just go check it out uh, because it's been an incredible option for us. Go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Andy Minio. Learn more about it. And uh, listen, take care of yourself, all right? Don't break nothing. You'll be all right. But if, in case you do, check out Samaritan. All right, back to the podcast. Let's do it. I'd love to know some of the path that that those years uh, what that did for your path, like for your journey. Okay, well, I was I was working with an organization here in Atlanta, their uh, national organization, um, that brought me down to Atlanta specifically. So here's here's the truth. All right, let's just go all the way there. Oh, all right. For the last ten years, white evangelical Christians have been coming to me and other people and saying, 
They've been doing these census reports and these studies and looking at the makeup of America and saying, by this year, you know, they were saying 2020, now it's 2024 or whatever. By this year, uh, Caucasian Americans are going to be the minority. And minorities collectively are going to be the majority. So if Mexicans, blacks, yeah. Chinese, everybody pulled together, they would, you know, outnumber us. We need you to help us recruit uh, for the gospel, for the kingdom of God, uh, black and brown people to be part of this thing. And I, where I was, spiritualized the conversation. It was like, yeah, this is for the kingdom of God. This is for the... In and what I realized with Trump was like they were having a business conversation and a political conversation. We are losing market share. We are losing power. Pharaoh did the same thing that Trump is doing. Herod did the same thing that Trump is doing. Muslims, you can't come in here anymore. From these countries, no more. We need to build a wall we, because they're seeing like we're losing this space. And so I went from almost blind faith, whatever... Whoever you were, if I respected what you had to say, if you were an older white male especially, um, and went to whatever schools I thought were quality Bible schools, I just trusted what you said. And so things that Because at the time you were pastoring. I was pastoring, I was I was I was washed. I was like completely washed in the culture. Like I I I dressed in the uniform and you know, like just the like, you know, when you go to start, go to certain places and you just know, like, okay, these are the... I was all about it. I made very aggressive and important life decisions as a young man based on what I thought was good and godly and what, my, what people were telling me my faith was supposed to look like expressed out. Okay. Then Trump happens. And it wasn't just the election. It was everything leading up to it. It was the, the way people were defending his... It was Barack Obama's been married to the same woman the entire time. No one got arrested in his administration at all. Like, there's no scandals. He has multiple Ivy League degrees, and so does his wife. And they were calling him the Antichrist. Kids. Kid, one woman, same daughters. Like, they love him. He loves them. And he's, like, the worst thing in the world. And then this guy comes, been married three times. It's on record saying, like, he just grabs people by the pussy, he puts their tongue down their throat without, like, permission. Like, she, multiple children. Multiple, multiple children. He you knows, you know, he was like, yeah, I tried to move on her. I know she's married, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, this is God's man. Like, this is what they're saying, right? And so you're watching this happen. And as a, as a, as a black man going beyond the homelessness, is this right? Is this wrong? You're like, these people don't care about me. Like, they don't care. I'm watching. Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin, who looks like my son, just 17, and I'm listening to people I'm holding hands up with and singing these songs with, explain to me why he probably deserved to die uh, and why they're going to vote for Trump because he's the godly choice. And you just, so for me, like I left. I was like, yeah, this is not, I'm not gonna stay somewhere where I'm not respected or even safe uh, or value like if I have a mediator I don't need I don't need you on this stage so it made me question everything what is church if, if me if if me and you are the church like are we having church right now or is it just when it's organized in a building is it because I'm giving tithes to a specific organization or I'm paying an offering so we can build this building or is it because I love God and I love his people um 
And I, I started encouraging people because I tried to come back. I went to the church I was going to uh, and the guy got up and he was talking about this thing. And he was basically saying what every slave account I've ever read says that they say. Like, well, God will work it out when we die, when we go to heaven. Like, just, you know, we'll die and go to heaven and he'll make it okay. And I was just like, that's not what David felt. That's not what he did either. Like, that's not... Like, all of the Old Testament is like, yes, God, like, okay, God, I trust you, but we're going to go, we're going to go fight back or take this land or do whatever. And so a lot of black people and brown people and white people who also see in the veil is pulled back are going like, I don't know. And I think that's good to question. Martin Luther got so drunk one night, he just finally put up his thesis. It was like, forget this. Like, this is trash how this is going. I don't stand for this anymore and the I Catholic think, church was being ran yeah at the, the Catholic work, he was like the Catholic church is running like this and it's still going crazy thousands of years later right like and he was just like he's just like I'm gonna just say what I really think and feel and what God would have me say and like there was a whole revolution that came from that and I think that's what's about to happen now is like what we're seeing is people who are going like I don't care what you say anymore is supposed to be the standard I don't care because the standard that you agree to only protects and cares for and values a very specific looking person. And like you said in the record, Jesus sat and took care of, like they were mad at Jesus all the time for breaking all the rules. It was yeah. like, you're not washing your hands before you eat. Your, your disciples are baptizing people. They're not you're supposed to. Why are you you're hanging around these people? Why are you healing people on the Sabbath day? The Sabbath day is supposed to be, and it's like, bro, he couldn't walk. Like he couldn't walk his whole life. He meets me one time. Now he can walk. He's been coming to your church for God knows how long yep. and ain't nothing happened. And you're mad because it's the wrong day. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? So I left church. I was like, I'm done with this, like, control. You got to. And I'm not telling people where I landed. I don't know where I landed. I'm like, I feel like for the first time, like Abraham, like, I'm just like, oh, this is what it means to have faith. Like, you're just you're just walking. And, you know, your family might look at you crazy. Like, I lost, like, everything changed for me. Everything changed. When you decided to leave the, yeah. the church. The, or the church, the, the, or even group think. The group think about what yeah, church is. Yeah, because discipleship for us sure. was, like, making copies of yourself. So whoever was discipling me, I'm trying to be just like them, regardless of what my wiring or giftedness is. And so I, I remember thinking about David when he goes and he talks to Saul, you know, about to fight Goliath. So I was like, here's my armor, bro. And I would imagine he got like the best armor in the, in the nation. You know, he's the king. He's like, here's the best of the best. And David's like, I don't fight like that. I just, that's not how I fight back. I'm, I'm going to win, but I just need this stone and this sling, and I got this. Yeah. And I think there's a level of, like, the, the body, uh, as it were, like, giving room for people to be themselves and how God made them. Paul, not Paul, uh, uh, yeah, Paul and Barnabas, they disagreed greatly about something that was very serious, and so they split up. But they still could be brothers. And years later, they come back together and be like, man, I was tripping or you were tripping, you know. Sure. But like, there's no room for that right now. And I feel like it has to be because what can't continue yeah. is we just keep supporting Moody Press. Well, I mean, I didn't go to Moody Bible College because in the handbook, it said I had to cut my hair. I wasn't allowed to have locks to go. But that's true. Micah Bournet had to lead like a conversation in front of the board to biblically argue why black people should be able to wear braids or locks as a cultural expression. 
The first concert we had with Lecrae there, professors stood up to make sure no one danced. Like you weren't allowed to like dance and that we broke that rule. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to take shots at Moody specifically. I'm just trying to say there was a cultural stamp that exists that is unhealthy because of the origins of these ideas. Like I was property here. I'm a commodity to this country and have been since the day people who look like me were brought here. I, my last example, and I promise I'm gonna let y'all say something. I say like, if we play Monopoly, and we sat down and play Monopoly, and you were like, yo, everybody gets this much money to start except black people. And everybody gets $200 when they pass go except black people. Uh, everybody has free market, free trade. You can buy property if you have enough money to buy it, except black people. Y'all actually work here and you are our property. And we're going to play like that. And then we have kids. And I teach my kids the rules and you teach your kids the rules. And so I teach my kids, you don't own property. You don't get money when you pass go. You go to jail more than everybody else. And so, like, okay, these are the rules. And your kids are like a totally different set of rules. And then my kids are like, well, it's not fair. And your kids are like, yo, that's not fair. How come? The-? And he's like, all right, all right, all right. You're right. It's not fair. Let's change it. We'll give them $50 when they pass go. Okay, and they can buy property. And then we're like, yo, but y'all own all the property. It's like, well, you know, too late. At least, at least you got, you know, you got to fight hard like we did. It's like, bro, I'm not playing this game. No matter how many tweaks we make to the game, the rules at its core are designed to oppress me uh, and to benefit somebody else. We have to go play a completely different game. And I don't think we can do that. And I think all that to say what you're, what you're seeing now are people saying, I don't know what game I'm going to play, but I'm not playing this one anymore where one hand is always tied behind my back or every time I stand up for myself, people are going, well, you're just not trusting God. And you're just not being a good Christian. And you're just not uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, that like I'll go like I'll go somewhere else and do something else. Uh, and me and God will figure it out as I go, um, because you would literally watch me bleed to death in the street and justify it somehow uh, and feel like you were a good person because you sang a Hillsong song or bought this T-shirt or whatever. Um, meanwhile, my son is like uh, under threat all the time. So people are people are making new choices. People are leaving. People are asking very hard questions and people don't have very good answers for them. And I think it's good. I think it's healthy. Um, and I think we'll be in a better place because of it uh, when it ends. But I don't think, feel like people put an elephant in the room. I feel like an elephant's been there and we were just looking the other way. Uh, you know, because the music felt so good or because it feels it feels good to be family. And that's the most disappointing thing is like yeah. we came here for family. It was like we're supposed to be in love with each other. You mean to church? To church, yeah. yeah. It was like, what? Like, God, the same God that made me made you, and we all agree. It's our It's father. our thing, and we're saying, our Father who's in heaven, like, yes. And then it's like, okay, but I'm not actually your brother. Like, you, when it's time to, like, how family rolls, at least in black community, like, we have to roll together. Like, you punch one of us in the face, you done hit all my cousins, you hit everybody on my block, right? So it's like, we just got punched in the mouth. And instead of you coming with me and having my back, you're like, yeah, we paid him. We, we elected him to punch you in the face. It's like, oh, okay. Now I got to go figure something else out. I don't. Because this, this structure that you're in doesn't make sense. Not at all. Well, the, the last thing you talked about was systematic oppression, yeah. which I think um, Paul McCartney, very poetically in his song Blackbird, mm. during the, the civil rights era where he said, 
Um, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take this broken eye and learn to see. Take these broken wings and learn yeah, to fly. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you were saying about having your hands tied behind your back. But then you were also talking about the the putting on of the way people took white culture and put it on Christianity, mm-hmm. which is something that recently we've had really, really, um, I would say, like, impactful conversations around yeah. uh, on how Christianity should have many different cultural expressions. Like, yeah. you know, to and, and mind you, the people that came and evangelized um People, if you want to talk about in Latin America and North America, everywhere, these cultures that already existed way before them, they came and instead of pointing them to Jesus, which we think is good, and teaching them the, the about the truth, yep. they said, no, you want to know what a Christian is? Like, dress this way, yep. sing these songs, yep. and behave this way, yeah. when really it should have been like, keep your culture, just point your praise here. There was, a guy, there was a guy, I won't say his name, uh, he was a friend of Paul Washer who used to be like a really good friend of mine, I guess. Um, I'm not saying I guess because Paul's a bad guy, just, I don't, whatever. Paul um, Washer is a preacher who's known for being very like bold and ferocious yeah. in the pulpit. And I idolize to give people that man. context. Was like, yeah, he has this super famous message if you Google Paul Washer to come up. And uh, they would tell me about like a mission trip they took to India and what they're doing in India. And all these people are coming to faith and they were still disappointed because they were singing in Orlu, which is like the native language of where they're from. And they're like, they're still singing that. Uh, and I remember this is before I was awake to, to anything. I was like, but that's their language. I was like, if, if a man speaks Mandarin and he decides, like, oh, I'm going to follow Jesus, you want him to stop speaking Mandarin? Like, he's supposed to speak English? And that's why I was like, oh, for you, being a Christian is also being American. It is like, now put on the khakis and put on the... um, And so then the question for me became, everybody keeps talking about Christianity existed before, you know, America or before Europe. And And it came from the East. Right. But I don't know nothing about that. We don't really know. We just know where it existed, but we don't really know. And then when the Orthodox Christians all got their heads cut off and people were like, those are not real Christians. I'm like, well, they were willing to die for it. Like, I don't, you know, they were first before we even. So it's like, what, we're, we're not really fighting about like spiritual development. and We're fighting about like culture. You, we need to control culture. We need people who sign up to go to our schools, to buy our books, to think the way we're telling them to think. Because uh, as uh, Carter G. Woodson says in The Miseducation of the Negro, you teach a man how to think, you control his actions. So you can step up in front of people and say, this is what you should be feeling about this. Because that's what we want. What should I be feeling? What should I be thinking about this? It's like, you should be thinking this. I'm like, okay, well, that's what I think. But then this is so egregious. It's like, I don't think I think that about this. I think I think something else about this. And, th- and then it's like, well, you're not, you're not with me if you don't think the exact same way I think. Yeah. But what's interesting is, I'll, I'll just say yeah, something real quick. What's yeah. interesting is you're an advocate for independent thought. And yes. you're, you're saying that um, your discovery of the power of independent thought rooted in what you believe is truth is what kind of set you free from... Yes, I do want to give... I want to give a caveat that it cost me a lot. I lost 
almost everything I had built in my life and I still don't know exactly what I'm doing. So I agree. I do think it's good. And I think I'm wired this way. This but, is my slingshot. You don't got the answers. I don't have the answers. I'm not advocating for a certain style or way. I'm just saying I understand why it's happening. And I think even with the chaos it feels like right now, I think it's going to land in a good place uh, because it's better for people to work out their own soul salvation than to follow a copy, you know, a carbon copy of what something is supposed to look like because this person articulates it well. Yeah. Well, so. th this is what's interesting because we're seeing the rise of, na you know, God forbid, we're seeing the rise of nationalism on a global scale, yeah. xenophobia on a global scale, yeah. um, populism, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. this is the thing. What's interesting is that you're an advocate of independent thought. There's people on the far right that are like Trump supporters to the umpteenth power Doesn't matter what that happens. are also on some like, well, we're thinking independently. So it seems to me like there's two very different ideas mm -hmm. or, or implications of independent thought. And um, my, my, the real question I have right now, because listening to Andy's song at that point three years ago, he was lost looking for answers. Yeah. Listening to your, just your experience and where you're at, it's like, there's definitely a um, a fire. Yeah. Like, right. you can see it. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, yo, I'm not going to get played. Like, and I'm also not going to subscribe to these mm -hmm. things. And what I want to know, really, man, and this is the difficulty where I find myself is like, how do you close the divide? Mm -hmm. Because right now, people are demonizing what everyone that's on the opposite side yeah. of things. And I'm like, yo, all right, now wait a minute. I'm in a tough position as a Christian because I don't believe I have the basis by which to demonize anybody because if I have a true understanding of sin uh -huh. and my broken nature, I'm really not better than anybody. Not what it's saying. Right. I, I'm just over here like asking for grace. Yep. So, and then also I know that we're called to be peacemakers. So I'm like, all right, Hmm. I know it doesn't work. I, and, and, and look, yo, I'm going to tell you straight up what I feel. From day one, just so my position is clear, I was very against the idea of a Trump presidency. First and foremost, like, you know, we don't have time now to go categorically issue by issue. But first and foremost, because I believe that his leadership style is toxic and um, historically, we can easily see how it always leads to disastrous things for Just certain people. His, his, uh, yeah, well, because he no, wins. But I think at the end, everybody. Wins. But I think at the end, everybody loses. Like when Not you look at when you look at World War II and like what nationalism and xenophobia did there, bro. Everybody ended up taking an L at the end. In, in, well, I don't want to speak in absolute. I, I think ultimately the majority of humanity really, you know, yep. was impacted yep. negatively by everything that happened there. Yep. And that was my thing. I'm like, yo, the way this dude talks, the way I honestly believe, I truly and firmly and honestly believe he's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's nothing more dangerous than putting narcissistic people in a position of power. And when you do the it in position the, of power, right. And, and when you put them in this the position, I just think the implications are ultimately, I'm praying against it. Um, disastrous, but just so you know, my position is clear, but I'm also not the type of people. I'm not the type of person that wants to demonize people that think different from me 
or demonize anything. Yeah. Um, I believe it's, a, it's kind of a cheap way out too to demonize. Well, something. I believe the best thing we could do is 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 try to have empathy and understanding. Because oh, look, I might not agree with you, but yo, man, I think there's validity. In the way people think, the problem is that they get to a certain point where they just go way off the tracks. Yeah. But in the in the source, it's like, well, I just want the flourishing of yeah, my yeah. people. It's like, yeah. well, in and of itself, that's not bad. Yeah. I just want the preservation of of white culture, like white nationalists yeah. saying. You're like, well, in and of itself, that's not bad. Like, I I want I love Latino culture. I totally like, understand it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if I'm gonna move somewhere, I'm like, is there Latino culture here? If not, I don't really want to be mm-hmm. there. If there isn't, if I can't get some of that. So my thing is like, how is it, how can we create common ground? How can we build bridges? How can we close the divide? How? Uh, I don't think it's possible. You don't think it's possible Uh, right now? I don't think we close the divide. I think we expose it and love. And I don't mean like love, like, oh, come, you know, come in my house anyway, even though you might try to murder me. But like an actual, like, I love myself. I love God. I love his people. And I'm going to stand for the truth. And that closes a divide. I think, I mean, I, Jesus was murdered. You say it on the right, like he was a dark-skinned man that was murdered. Publicly murdered. But it, he ain't never deserve it. I, but that brings people together. I have to remind people Dr. King was murdered. Like we, like we act like we loved him. And like we, when he was alive, like he was like, that man was under constant threat of death. Yep. And he was murdered. Um... And so I, I, what I think has to happen, or I think an aspect of what has to happen, because it's so complex and so large, is for sure. I'm one of 7 billion people on this planet. There's no way I know for sure. I think is some of what you said, one, understanding I'm no better. Even if I know better a little bit today, I'm no better than anyone else. Mm. Um, understanding and having empathy, why would people want to have power? Because they feel safe and they feel in control. And it's like, oh, I get that. It's like, this is our country. I'm, I'm asking a group of people to w- willingly give up some of their power to equalize. It's like, I get why you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I understand. The reason I made we a business and not uh, like a, a, a nonprofit or something like that is because I, saw, I understand the game. In this society, having uh, commercial or e-commerce power uh, gives me the right to do what I want to do. So if I want to build a school in Uganda, I can because this is my this is my money. This I'm the CEO of this. I don't. I, but I tried to give it to uh, the organization I was working with. I tried to talk to them about it. I tried to give it to some churches, and it was just like they just didn't get it, or understand it. And I was like, I, this is the game. And so I think one, uh, it talks about understanding the times and knowing what to do. Uh, and I think the stuff that we're doing in terms of building building brands and and companies where we can hire people and get out our ideals. Steve Jobs didn't allow pornography on the app store uh, while he was alive. And there was a guy who wrote him this very eloquent email, you know, this is freedom of speech and this is blah, blah, and it should be allowed. And you know, Steve just said, well, brother, there's other products you can buy. You don't have to buy Apple products. And I was like, that was it. Like there was no, you know, I don't have to fight with you. I don't have to, so I don't fight. I'm not, I feel on fire, but I'm not against, I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. That's not my fight. I am building and living out what I think and see and believe. And I'm inviting people to come be a part if they would like to. And I hope to be a part 
of other things, things I disagree with, things I think are unsafe, are dangerous, are harmful. I will say, I think that's harmful. That's yeah. dangerous. I am against that. Yeah. Um, but the person, the human, I don't wish ill will on anybody. I don't, I just spend my energy and my time and my focus loving and building with the people I can love and build with. And I think as time goes, you look back at a Dr. King and go, man, he was really right about some stuff. I need to, I mean, there are people who are probably writing you. I've, I've seen you put some stuff up or talk about it. People just say like, man, I never thought about it that way. Now I'm doing all this research and I'm learning and I'm seeing that I've been a nationalist or I've been homophobic or I've been, uh, I think that's important. So I just think you have, you have to stand for the truth or what you believe. You have to be willing. I had to admit to myself, I was not open to change. I said, I said to myself, if people listen to me, the way I listen to them, no one's ever changing their mind. Hmm. Like ever. Because I was so sure that I was right sure. about everything. I was like, why am I even arguing with you? Because I'm not going to change my mind. Mm -hmm. So if I'm listening to you with a closed, like just I'm set. These are my thoughts. It's like it's hopeless. So now I'm just, I'm open. I have concerns and fears. I will say this is dangerous. This is wrong. I, I don't stand for this. But I'm also open to hear, to hear you to have conversations to and then and I'm I'm going to build what I think needs to exist and if you rock with that great and if you don't you go try to do what you want and if God is sure. for me then we're going to see at the end like what you know what it is you're, uh I don't need to win today conviction and humility it's having both and one thing that I think is very dangerous nowadays is how we build caricatures out of like people that have opposite points of views yep. and we over, also oversimplify them. You see it now, Absolutely. it's like liberal, conservative, oh, yeah. polarized, left. That's how we sell right, everything. Right, and like you oversimplify everybody. Oh, you think that? You're over there? That's yeah, what you yeah. think? You watch I, CNN, don't you? I had somebody that right. was a co-worker in my past, my past, uh, past industry that I was in and he was like, oh, Conspiracy theorist, yeah. super Trump supporter, yeah. Alex Jones supporter, right? That's that that's dude's name, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And and I was always like, hey, bro, like I basically can't don't agree with like ninety percent of the things. And he'd be like, oh, what are you, a liberal? Yeah. What are, and I'm like, bro, uh, my I'm a dead. complex yeah. human being. <laughs> I, I have points of view that lean this way for certain things, that lean yep. that way for certain things, that yep. are in the middle for certain yep. things. Like, I'm complex and you should be too. Yeah, I agree. And and I think what you're saying, man, is just, it's, look, I, I'll be honest with you, it's tough for me to watch Fox. Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's tough. I don't really, tr I, tr I believe there's a, there's a, 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 an ag a very clear agenda. Mm -hmm. And, and there, there's, um, sometimes I perceive an arrogance and 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 a promotion of views that I don't agree with, but I'm like, listen, man, I I really, 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 if we are going to be the change that we want to see in the world, then I do have to hear and understand points of view that differ from mine. Yep. Even if it it's hard to do it. That's the because I want way. people to give me the same thing. If you really, we, you guys were uh, with Tadashi talking about Ecclesiastes, and I read Ecclesiastes very different than the way it's been taught historically here. Um, I do think he was the wisest person. I think he was just saying like, "Bro, it doesn't matter, man. Try some like." The water is going to come out the river into the sky. It's going to rain, going to go back into the ocean. Like, there's no, we don't know. So just live. Like, it's all, trying to get it perfect is vanity at the end. Absolutely. Um, mm. uh, like, Ooh. just, you know, just exist. Have those conversations. But at the same time, 
I think the wisest kings and queens have people of opposing views, like share their thoughts and get sharpened by them. I learned from Trump. One of the way, like, just, just say what you think, like, say what you think, say what you believe, and just stand. Like, that brother's like, apologize. I'm a rich white man. Apologize <laughs> for what? And they're like, well, you can't, you can't say that. He's like, I did. Well, 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 well you'll be canceled. Okay. Like, he just is like, this is what I think. And if he thinks something else tomorrow, he's going to say that. And it doesn't matter. Now, I don't, I don't think I should emulate what he's saying. I'm just saying, even learning from, like, I knew Kanye was going to be fine watching Trump. Like, no, people are fickle. They're, they're just, sure. just a crowd. So mm. you, you can learn. You should learn from opposing points of view. There are human beings who are just trying to make the decisions they think they're going to help them live and live well, right? And so I was in, I was in uh, not Utah, but someplace like that. And my Uber driver, she hated Barack because she felt like he was going to bring Muslims and they were going to get rid of her pork chops. That was her entire thing. That the Muslims were going to come and God take- forbid pork chops. <laughs> and she was like, I, not love, be on my plate. I love my pork chops. Colorado, that's where I was. That's great. And I was like, what am I going to do with that? That's no convincing that's, this woman that Barack doesn't care about if we eat pork chops or not. Like, but that's what she is. I'm just saying, being open, like, I do have a very strong point of view, but I was so wrong before. I was so wrong about so many things, and I was so loud and wrong about wrong so many things. Wrong and strong, just, as, as Kenny says. You, you feel me? Now I'm just like, this is what I think today. This is what I feel. And I could be wrong now. And I could be so wrong right now. So I do need grace. Yes. And I give grace because you could be wrong and strong and be willing to fight me right now. And five years from now, be like, man, I was, I was, I was tripping, tripping, bro. Yeah. And I know we can, man, this is a great comment. I know we can go yeah, for a long yeah. time. I know we got to rap. But, man, one of the things that um, I really appreciate is your um, willingness to... Take where you are and hold it out and say, this is where I'm at today. Yeah. And it might evolve and it might grow and it might change. Show Baraka said that in an interview one time. He's like, these are my views today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I even said it in a record mm. kind of tongue in cheek, which was like, when I was young, I was dumb. Then I got older. I'm still dumb. The yep. only difference is and now I know it. <laughs> you know, I... It's true, like, the, with more age, the more you know you don't know. That's, that's it. And it opens you up to thinking about the world differently, but it does definitely take a muscle because I think we're so inclined towards comfort and security Period. that to challenge your view your on something view. is very unlikely that you would step outside of what your mother, your grandmother, your brother, your sister, the community around you has taught you because to have a different thought from them could in turn isolate you from them. Mm-hmm. It could push you away from them. It could cause them to look at you weird, to make fun of you, to laugh at you, Definitely to point really at you. Lonely. And nobody wants to be lonely. Mm. So we would rather blend in than think for ourselves. And there's this guy I've been reading in my process of deconstructing and reconstructing a lot of what I believe. His name is Richard Rohr. And I know people got their opinions about him. But one of the things he said in his study of this book uh, is called Falling Upward. He said... People are only willing to challenge up to 5% of what they believe at a time. Mm. And so when you come to somebody and be like, everything you're thinking is wrong, it's just like, I can't even hear you, dog. Because what you're essentially telling me to do or to understand 
is too far it's off too the much. defense. It's too much. And so I think people grow in increments mm-hmm. and over time that you know, I'm willing to challenge this piece about who I am and think about it. Yep. You know, and I think that's the way God treats us is that he doesn't come to us all at once and go, here's everything that's wrong with you. Fix it. He goes, let me show you a little something that's off. Mm. And we're like, man, I got to wrestle through that work. And then he goes, let me, let me steer you back this way. Let me show you this thing. And he slowly chips at you in this process called sanctification, which is the process of becoming more like Jesus. Yeah, it's a process it's that hinges on understanding. On understanding, yeah, so on much. humility, on willingness to be vulnerable. And I think, um, you know, you're at, at a place in your journey. And I'll be honest with you. I, somebody even told me today, they were like, hey, man, Kareem's coming on the show. Is this cool? And I was like, Yes, it's cool. Yeah. I know he might not agree, uh, have the same view as everybody else. And mm-hmm. I was like, but that's why he's Kareem's welcome. Like, that's yeah. right. You better ask no, that question. But <laughs> and there, there might be people on this right now that are like, oh, they're so upset. They're mad. Oh, yeah, you're talking yeah. about this. Talking I feel like talking about like, don't mess with me then. <laughs> that's fine. I'll listen to someone and, else. And I, I think what I hope that we're promoting here is that the idea that people are allowed to journey and to go off the beaten path and... Um, Bro, what you and just said, my whole life changed. Like being alone, being like, like I lost everything. I was called toxic. I was I was called crazy. I was and I felt crazy. I was I was fatter. I was unhealthy in a lot of ways. You know, just all this stuff. And I just I came to a point. I was like, I would rather be wrong and really articulate what I'm believing and thinking than pretending for the rest of my life I'm miserable. Everybody else around me is miserable, and we're all still very unsafe. From, from these things. Like, Jesus had to go hide in Egypt to live. Like, his family had to sneak away. Moses, his mother, how desperate do you have to be to put your child in a basket in denial because the, the politics of the day call for your son's execution as a child? Like, we're talking about existing, like, just trying to live as humans. And I just feel like what I love about the friends that I have is that I could say and feel and think what I say and think and feel and make moves based on that. And, you know, my core group was like, yeah, okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's be friends. Let's have, let's go, you know. Um, I'm not shocked by your... Yeah, no, and it's like, it's still love. And the amount of safety that brings to me to feel, to not, otherwise I would just feel uh, untethered. Uh, is what I was worried about when it was first happening. I was like, oh, I'm about to leave everybody. And now um, there's like, no, I ha- there's home. Like to feel at home, even though I might be the black sheep at a time, I was like, I'm still the sheep with these people. Um, yeah, you know, you and, still have family. Yeah, and I get to go out. Maybe I'm John the Baptist in the wilderness eating honey and locusts. Everybody's like, man, you're going crazy, John. Um, but that's our, you know, that's our boy. But there's uh, love, yeah. I just, I just, I, I appreciate it. And I know I, can possibly come off as like very aggressive. I just feel like the times we're in call for a lot more strength and conviction of character than, but what you're saying, what you're saying is true, which feels true 5% at a time. It makes sense why Jesus is like constantly like giving little parables and little, and then always exasperated. Like y'all think I'm talking about bread? Like still it's been three years (laughs) and you think you like, and you're just like, oh my gosh, how long is it going to take for you to, uh, and that's why we just have to be patient and understand. And, you know, and so I, I think this is good. And hopefully if you made it this far, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll wrap on this. We'll wrap on this. The key word is empathy, man. Yeah. I think the more empathy that 
that we that we display on both sides, the more that we can still be family and disagree while still challenging each other because yeah. real people that really love people don't just go, yo, I love you, you're tripping, but keep tripping. Yeah. No, it's like there's there's a loving challenge, but um You might learn you something too. Yeah. yeah. I think Both that's sides. what we need now more than anything, man. And instead of demonizing each other, oversimplifying opposite sides or making caricatures out of complex human beings with complex point of views. Um, I would just really, man, the key's gonna be empathy and thinking, understanding, and um, just, and, and you know, I, having empathy for the other and side. And I think what you're saying is we're all works in progress. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>